Hi there, it's Aaron. Thanks again for tuning into The Dispatch. If you love the show, tell a friend, tell an auntie. We're at Outline Dispatch on Twitter, and you can find me at Aaron M. Edwards. If you have any feedback at all, you can also send me an email. I'm Aaron at theoutline.com. Also, if you want to bring us into your home, we have a skill on the Amazon Alexa. Just search in the Alexa app for The Outline. All right, thank you, and enjoy the show. Coming out of my cage and I'm doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be there because I want it all. The Outline World Dispatch. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a story on the theme of power, culture, or the future, handpicked from theoutline.com. Today on the show, our culture editor, Jeremy, sat in a glass box in an airport for the sake of journalism. It's exactly like it sounds. Let's get right into it. The future. Where are you going? Did you read the article, Aaron? We're rolling right now. This is, this is as organic as it gets. Literally the first line. This is my job, is to be organic and interesting. I was flying out of uh, New York's LaGuardia Airport in order to go to Chicago to surprise my mother for her birthday. Oh, that's sweet. I know. So I was walking through LaGuardia, which has a stereotype for being kind of a janky airport, under-equipped, not a lot of food, not a lot of options for shopping. And I saw this uh, box that was sitting next to, I believe, a, I think it may have just been a regular photo booth. And at first I thought it was another vending machine of some type. Uh, When I got closer, I noticed that there was a glass pane that took up the entire size of the front door. And there was a sign, a sort of digital reader uh, next to the glass that identified this as something called a jabber box. Sorry, a a what? A jabber box. A jabber box. A a jabber box, which is spelled J-A-B-B-R-R-B-O-X. So phonetically, that's actually just Jabricks. <laughs> yes, I saw the Jabricks uh, in the airport. Uh, no, but I saw the Jabber box, and I quickly deduced that it was uh, a private office that I could sit in. I think the tagline is something like, your private office whenever you need it. So I quickly surmised that this was something I could pay money to sit in. This is kind of fun. We're a work Immediately, I thought it was absurd because the pricing plans were fairly aggressive. I think it was $10 for 15 minutes and all the way up to $30 for an hour. Yeah. Uh, So it seemed like a lot. Uh, But I was messaging with our future editor, Casey Johnston. I was telling her, Casey, I've just seen this absurd thing in the airport. And we were joking about it for a little bit. And as I started drinking, we were talking about it a little bit more, and she said that I had to try it out. And about halfway into the beer, I was like, yes, I absolutely have to try this out. Yeah. So I finished the beer and ran back uh, to the Jabber Box, moving a little bit quickly, because by now I had burned off a lot of time before my flight. But uh, I decided to pay $15 for the 30-minute option, and... Uh, got a code to get in, which I did not input fast enough. So uh, <laughs> I was standing outside wondering if I'd just gotten ripped off when a text message with the code arrived on my phone, allowing me to go inside and test it out. Uh, 
So you walk into the Jabberbox. Yes. What is your initial impression of the Jabberbox? Well, from the outside, the Jabberbox looked pretty small. I mean, it looked like the size of a... a f- I thought it looked like the size of a bathroom stall. Yeah, in looking terms at a photo of it now, it looks like a... Kind of like a futuristic telephone booth. Yes, um, but I thought it looked tiny, and uh, that was part of the joking I was doing with Casey, which is like, why would anyone spend uh, money to sit in this thing and just feel bunched in, you know, become like a living department store window, and everybody is just <laughs> looking at you doing it, your business. I love that this thing is just kind of sitting randomly <laughs> next to all the other regular Right, and seats. I felt this uh, wave of, I anticipated a wave of self-consciousness over uh, being so public and so in front of everyone. Because um, there's, there's like a glass right, because it's a right glass pane. It. Yeah. Uh, however, pretty luckily, I turned out that my peripheral vision uh, just prevented me from seeing other people undoubtedly staring at me. But what I found that was uh, somewhat nice was that the Jabberbox was pretty soothing and delightful to use uh, as absurd as the concept seemed i mean the seat was comfortable there was a lot of leg room between uh, underneath the desk allowing me to fit my suitcase and my backpack without uh, creating creating a fuss there was a Wi-Fi. There was an option to change around the mood lighting. There was a photo booth, which I used very aggressively to take many gifts of myself. <laughs> and what I thought, what I came into thinking that it was kind of a goofy gag, I came out of it kind of liking it. So I should put a little disclaimer here that Jabberbox, the company, did not pay you or me or anyone to talk about this. Yes. However, you did get to learn a little bit more about the company and about the product. So tell me about what this company is, who started this whole thing. Please enter your access code followed by the path. You are the only participant in the conference. So this Jabberbox was started by a man named Brian Hackathorn. Hey, this is Brian at Jabberbox. Hey, hi, it's Jeremy at The Outline. How's it going? Hey, good to meet you. Brian got the idea when walking around in Midtown a few years ago. Right around five years old at this point. And lamenting that he had this kind of awkward space in between meetings where didn't have enough time to go back to his office. Uh, my office at the time was in Soho, and I had quasi-back-to-back meetings up on 42nd Street, where when my one meeting ended, I had just over 45 minutes in between those two meetings. But also didn't have enough time to sit down at a restaurant, and also wanted to do work somewhere that wasn't as hectic as a coffee shop, and was sort of like, where do I do this? How do I do this? And I ended up coming across a, a building with a Pops, which is a privately owned public space. Mm-hmm. So I found one actually by Grand Central, and I went in, and I had picked up a couple things to eat, and I was sitting within one of the interior pops, and I, my background's architecture and design, and really kind of a, a collision of thoughts all came to me at one moment, and it was really the impetus of, we need the modern-day phone booth. He had the idea for what would essentially be a mobile phone booth, which is how it's been described, that could be installed in public where workers could choose to pay and sit and get their stuff done, Um, and then extending that beyond the public space, a thing for private offices to purchase 
uh, as they were rethinking their floor plans because the, the current trend in many offices is this kind of open office design where nobody has cubicles and there's no walls and everybody is just sort of sitting next, like very bunched up next to each other. And he reasoned that, you know, companies are realizing that people need privacy. They need uh, space to conduct sensitive calls or, you know, they don't want to necessarily air out their business in front of everyone because it would be great if everybody could mind their own business, but that's not the case. <laughs> right. Why not start solving for privacy in the office first? So his idea was that we can sell these to people who want some flexibility in their current offices without having to install a new wall or a new room or whatever. The company's vision is that one day you could see Jabberboxes basically seen throughout the city. An airport is fairly safe because it's hermetic, but it's just so easy to see some rude teens like shaking the box, being like, look at this, <laughs> look at this, look at this, look at this jerk off just sitting like with his laptop in this Can Jabberbox. Can you imagine just being in a Jabberbox like in the Bronx and then some kids come by and like tip your Jabberbox oh over? Oh my God, I would have to like retire forever. <laughs> like what do you do in that moment? You're like, well, you I guess this is, this is it for me. <laughs> You'd just be like, oh my God, I have truly come to the end of myself. Right. Um, <laughs> He didn't, when Brian was talking to me, you know, he didn't, he wasn't giving me the hard sell whatsoever. Uh, I think just thinking naturally of like where the business could go, like for private offices, it makes a lot of sense for public spaces that are a a little bit more self-contained, like an airport or even a train station, like it could make uh, more sense. I think Brian seemed to be aware that uh, perhaps we've gone a little bit too far in how open everything is today, which I think is something a lot of people empathize with. Do you think there's right now there's a sort of uh, becoming more of a value in this kind of isolation uh, that we've gotten away from in the last few years. I mean, is that like really what people are responding to, just the freedom to get away? I think so. It's certainly a draw for a lot of people. Our lives are so exposed and everything's so out in the open and our devices have allowed that. So I, I think people are yearning, whether it's within their private office or out in public, to have a little bit of privacy, to go in and have that phone call with your significant other or your doctor or talk to a colleague about something that you shouldn't be talking about out in the open. I think we're we're making a bit of a shift back to having privacy back in our lives after we've all kind of lost it for a while. Why did he name it Jabberbox? That's a great question that I did not ask him because um, who knows, you know, who knows? What is your theory? It's a box in which you cannot jabber, so it's paradoxical. Because you can't, uh, it's quiet. Jabber box. And jabber box. I think of Jabberwocky. Specifically the scenarios that Brian talked about. Thanks for listening to The Dispatch. We're produced by James T. Green. I'm Aaron Edwards. Talk to you tomorrow.